Uh, welcome to Insight Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. Uh, my name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And what we do, we talk movies. And this episode, we're going <laughs> to, it's a little old. We're, we're, these are two movies that we saw a couple weeks ago, but we haven't recorded. But uh, we're going to talk about them. And it's actually, they're kind of connected. How, how, how are they connected, Rich? Uh, they well, they're connected by the screenwriter. Well, one of the screenwriters, um, Taylor Sheridan, who's uh, who is best known probably from now being uh, uh, the, the uh, creator of Yellowstone on Paramount Network, mm-hmm. and he has also written the uh, the hit films or whatever the. Uh, I mean, maybe not so much hit films, but uh, great films: <laughs> uh, Wind River and Hell or High Water. Yeah, so this is we're going to review without uh, without remorse, which is on Amazon, and those who wish me dead, which is is on HBO's Max. Is it still playing theaters? Yeah, yeah. So we we recently saw these movies, and we want to talk about it. Uh, let's start with without remorse. Uh, Rich, uh, just read off the, the synopsis on the on the website. What does it say? Well, first of all, it's Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Is so, it really? Yeah, uh, that's the title. And it's about, I don't think Tom Clancy would have been <laughs> too proud of this, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's about an elite Navy SEAL goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside a larger conspiracy. And who's in the cast? Well, the movie stars Michael B. Jordan, of course, and he's playing uh, the uh, Navy uh, the Navy SEAL, uh, uh, John Kelly, mm-hmm. and also starring is Jody Turner Smith. Guy Pierce and Jamie Bell. Right. And we also got a small cameo from (laughs) Brett Gelman. (laughs) Yes. Brief appearance. (laughs) And Um, also Coleman Domingo. Another brief appearance. Mm -hmm. And I think who was the the wife? Uh, I believe it's Lauren London. Yeah. So uh, uh, just to give a little, little bit of background, this was produced by Paramount Pictures. It was it was supposed to be released last year, but because of the, the, the pandemic, it was pushed back and then eventually it was sold to Amazon and it became this uh, digital release. Uh, Rich, what was your what's your thoughts on uh, Without Remorse? Well, first of all, this, this film is directed by Stefano Solima. Yes. And he was also who uh, most recently uh, directed a. Uh, the um, Sicario sequel, um, Day of the Soldata, I mm-hmm. think that's what it was. Yeah, I was expecting a better action film, and definitely. And especially um, with uh, it being also co-written by um, uh, Taylor Sheridan, my favorite one, one of my favorite writers today. He's the new... Um, uh, Elmore Leonard? No, uh, I would say uh, Sean... Um, I mean, not Sean. Uh, oh, Shane Peter- Black. Yeah, I would say he's more of like a sh- the new Shane Black uh, as, uh, or maybe even Brian Helgen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Brian Helgen is better. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he, do- he like he does these macho, macho crime thrillers, right? And so far in Yellowstone, he's he's batting a thousand on every episode. I I, I love that series, and uh, and it's coming back soon. So <laughs> it's. Uh, but this uh, is, I think this is a, this is a misfire for him. Would you well, agree? I'm, I'm thinking that he, he might've just put, um, you know, a rough draft for, uh, this film mm-hmm. and had this other guy, Will Staples complete it or whoever. I think, I think this was just a paycheck for him. Yeah, definitely. He's and just and he was, he's busy with, he was busy with other projects. So I think this was just m- mostly a favor. I, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> because 
this film was a misfire on a lot of yeah yeah Uh, being a giant disservice to the entire film this is just this is a horrible screenplay (laughs) yeah i i don't know what's worse the direction or the editing or the acting (laughs) yeah everything in this is like just like a complete miss i i think my the most entertaining performances in this movie for myself were just they they were they were bad Mm mm-hmm yeah. But they were at least entered. They were they at least weren't boring like everyone else in the movie, and so lifeless. Like, unfortunately, like Michael B. Jordan, because like Michael B. Jordan, man, like he's a, he got on my radar a little late. But like when, when every like every time I would see him in a movie, he always delivered a great performance. A lot of times, he would save movies, mm-hmm. and like I, I just I, I can't believe how how awful he is in this movie. He's bringing so much intensity to the film, but he's so bland and uh, i i I hated every minute that he was on screen (laughs) yeah um this this editor um matthew newman um he's only the only action real action film he's done was uh valhalla rising and uh drive and i guess he did scario too but um i you know i don't blame the editor for this this movie i blame the 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 script itself and i don't know if that's because of taylor sheridan or whoever i mean this project has been in development for for a couple decades now they've been i think yeah i think uh uh, keanu reeves at one point was to was attached to play john kelly then tom hardy and then they had a you know a, a variety of other actors attached and then it finally got to Michael B. Jordan, who was also a producer on this film. And I don't know if it's this is this is I don't know who dropped the ball on this, but this 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 film just feels so um, outdated, and it feels so uh, I don't know. It feels like it was rewritten. Certainly, when we get to the second act of this film, it feels like it was like totally rewritten. Well, and well, had- some yeah, some of the sequences. I liked. I mean, I liked the creating uh, the creation of the sequences, but it wasn't done well and edited. It was it was horribly edited from um, from scene to scene. I mean, from completion to completion of the scene to, to the yeah. The each scene felt dead. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna say something really quick. I I well, we saw this movie when when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple weeks. I don't remember it. At all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I remember that Jodie Turner Smith was a complete robot. I mean, this is she was awful. awful. Yeah, and I can't. And she was she was she was great in uh, her uh, last movie. Uh, what was it? Um, the one with um, well, yeah, Qu- uh, Queen and Slim. Was yeah. it? Yeah, she she was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. All these actors were great in other movies. Like, I mean, Guy Pearce is always fantastic, but not here. Right. Yeah, and I I say that Jamie Bell, and I know I think Raymond, you were saying earlier before we recorded that you look, kind of like Jamie Bell in this p- performance or this. In this well, mo- it's because he's he's so bad in the movie, he's entertaining. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone felt to me totally miscast. I think Michael. But B. Jordan I think was I think Jamie Bell most, was. Yeah. I think Jamie Bell knew what movie he was in, and he was like purposefully like hamming it up. Oh, that's, that's oh a- no. No, I think he, that he was saying his. That's what was character because he's got to be the mysterious guy. And maybe uh, you might be right about that, but I, I thought he was trying to ham it up. Uh, <laughs> and for me, he was kind of entertaining. And then I guess the the other actor, uh, the the actor Mike's going to probably bring up very soon. I think uh, was also entertaining. You, you mean Brett Gelman? 
Yes. Yeah, Brett Gelman. You know, he Brett Gelman is a comedian. Even though I, even though I completely forgot he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And yet, yeah, I was like, oh, that that scene was in this film. Okay. <laughs> Before we recorded. <laughs> yeah, Brett Gelman is a comedian, or he's, uh, I guess he's known, he's known as more of a comic actor. He's mm-hmm. in Stranger Things. He was, I don't know what else. He was in a, in a well, show, really? Eagle Heart, that I loved. Which, yeah. <laughs> but he got a lot of praise for Fleabag. Yes, that's right. He was in the Fleabag. So he knows how, to, and I think he does have a, a some kind of uh, education in, in dramatic acting. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, he knows how to play it straight or be a, a dramatic. And, and so this is, I love the fact that he was like playing against type here. He's playing the bad guy. He's playing actually the bad guy in the movie, this Russian uh, character. And I, I just loved it. I just loved seeing him in it. Now he's only in this, you know, uh, <laughs> he's not much in the movie, you know, he's not much in the movie. I mean, he doesn't really yeah. have many scenes where he could really explore the character. I just wished he would be in more. He's, but, um, that's the only positive I could say about this movie because everyone is pretty terrible. Everyone doesn't feel like they're playing. No one in the movie feels like they're really their characters. Michael B. Jordan does feel like he could kick ass. I mean, he is a you know he has you know he has these muscles and you know physically yes. he, he's imposing guy, yeah. but I don't believe he's smart. You know he doesn't. I don't take him as a intellectually smart tactical soldier. Because he's no. probably the most stupidest person in this whole movie. Because at one point, you know, like like in the a certain point in the movie, he goes, "Well, I'm a pawn, or I'm going to show you how a pawn kills a king." You know, like so that was some oh. that line. <laughs> and I go, "All right, that's okay. That sounds cool. Let's see it." Doesn't do anything. Mm. <laughs> and later on, he goes on. He had to like acknowledge it he has to go well i thought i was the pawn <laughs> but i guess we're all pawns and he's like literally like uh uh um mongo from blazing saddles he's like uh uh i'm i'm just a pawn in the game of life <laughs> you know yeah. mongo is just a pawn in mm-hmm. the game of life you know he's 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 an idiot in the movie he's just, just a moron and i'm not, not talking about the actor i'm talking about the character right? yeah. and john kelly's supposed to be like this really kind of you know, high train, highly trained military man, and he is the last person to get to understand what's going on in the movie. You know, now well, while watching this movie, did you guys get like vibes of like Chuck Norris films and stuff like that? Because that that's kind of like the vibe I was getting, but but, but from the acting, which is really surprising. Oh. No, I just mm. got really bad acting. Uh, I really got, yeah, but it felt like the, it felt like nineties, eighties bad action movie acting. Yeah, but I don't think that was. It wasn't intentional. I think there were. It's because I, mean, I just but, don't understand how some of these actors <laughs> give these bad performances. I mean, there has to be some reason behind it. Yeah, it felt so soulless a lot. I mean, it's so I empty some the of, scenes. I like some of the action sequences they that they built for a good scene. I don't but even remember any of the action. All right, the first one where he goes to the 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 into the jail cell and they're and they're all gonna you know r- yeah. bum rush him. Yeah, I liked how they prepped him and then all that, but. It, at the very end, it was just so ridiculous ending up to it, and then it's quick edits to some other scene uh, altogether. And yeah, it was like, and, and, and also I remember the air, him the airplane scene. I remember him on fire. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. him on fire inside <laughs> yeah. the car. Yeah, and and the shootout at the end. I mean, or near the end, it was. I I I I, I liked the the situation that they they put him under, but 
they almost had it on that scene, but no, it, it um, I, I don't know. It, it, yeah. I mean, this is really a, uh, an example of talented people mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and how talent, you know, no matter how talented you are, it doesn't really mean, or doesn't always result in great entertainment. I mean, this, this feels very pointless. The movie, mm-hmm. it feels like it's going through the motions. And uh, I think a lot of the scenes feel like it was rewritten on the fly or, at one point, maybe they had to do rewrites or retakes or whatever. It just seems like they were going in one direction. And once we get to the third act, it went to a totally different direction. I mean, and also it feels like it, it wanted to be this red meat gun ho, you know, we're the mighty American military action thriller, like Rambo or like like Richard or like like Raymond was saying that uh, that eighties uh, Chuck Norris type of movie. But it also wants to be like Mission Impossible <laughs> or it wants to be like a spy thriller where you can't trust anyone and 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 it's clo- it's very cloak and dagger and I you, those things don't mix well. It's either you're a gun ho Chuck Norris movie. Or you're like, uh, you know, James Bond or something. Because there's a there's a big difference between Jason Bourne and Jack oh. Bauer. You oh, know? yeah. They're both in the same genre, but they're both ideologically op- opposed to each other. I mean, Jack, Jack Bauer is definitely that, you know, red meat, gung-ho, American rah-rah-rah type of movie where the CIA is, is the good guys. And Jack and Jason Bourne is the totally opposite opposite where the CIA is the bad guys. And they're, they're the one who created the monster, the Jason Bourne characters. But I think people get confused that just because they're both in the same genre and they both have a lot of, you know, action and fighting and, you know, they think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing, you know? And I think well, remorse feels like it's trying to blend both, both kind of genres or both kind of styles or, you know, uh, yeah. Storylines. A conspiracy yeah i don't know it's let me ask you this is michael b jordan a good actor yeah he's, he's fine and else i've seen him in <laughs> he's fine in most stuff i mean he does have talent he definitely has talent and, and he showed it mostly in creed the creed movies okay so let's talk about the creed movies because he is you know and i'm saying this because michael b jordan is a producer on the movie so he, sure. I, I gotta think that he has some responsibility when it comes to the script and the casting. Cause I think everyone in the movie is cast horribly. And I think the script is just done terribly. So when you hear that Michael B. Jordan is going to direct the next Creed movie, what does that say? What, the, what, what kind of, what feelings do you get rich? Uh, uh I get like, Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it worse than the, the last guy that okay. I worked with. <laughs> Cause I got worried from watching this movie that Creed, you know, that I don't think Michael B. Jordan should be directing the next Creed movie, but uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a bit worried now. Um, because, well, he was a producer on this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little worried. Is Ryan Coogler still involved at all? And, um, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. No, I mean, it, it's all, it all depends on, on, on the DP he picks and, and the, um, the team around him, the, the team around him. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, if he, if he gets the same team that he got with on Creed two and Creed one, whatever, I He's going to get the same team from without remorse. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. It's, Maybe. it's, 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 it's the, it's the team he chooses. That's okay. what it is. If, if, if it's the same team from the first two films, then he's got, he's on the right track. 
All right, so so you're actually kind of hopeful of the, the Creed three, or it, it depends on the story too. I don't know what's going to what's going to happen on that one. I mean, it's going to uh, are they going to bring up a Russian or something? Or they did a Russian. Well, who was in Creed two? The, the, uh, Ivan Sun, yeah, Ivan Drag. <laughs> now they're going to. I don't know. Mr. T's going uh, his yeah. character. Mr. T had a son. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, this, that's what, how bad this movie is. It made me really kind of, uh, ha- forced me to re-examine Michael P. Jordan's talents. Uh, and, and that's because this is, I think this movie is a complete failure. And also I think I don't, I don't, you know, the, the, if it, if, even if it was successful, I don't know if people even care about Tom Clancy anymore. He feels like a, no, a throwback I mean, to no, the eighties. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that's fair. I think. I think there's. I think there's still a lot of potential in Tom Clancy. I mean, Tom Clancy was kind of the reason I was looking forward to the movie because there's been so many you know projects that you know uh, have been based on his on his novels. You know, either you know movies and video games that I think you know work and still hold up. But yeah, uh, I, that, that you you can't blame it on him. Yeah, and, and those type of films, Tom Clancy films, there's also a lot of tension in the film, and, and, and you got to build tension on on these films. Yeah, you got to bring. You, there's it's more story. You got to bring. You got to bring the, the the tension. You got to do. The, you know, you got to put characters in. You know, situations in situations. Yeah, but if you focus all on action, you're gonna get you know a typical. Well, then you're gonna you're gonna get, you're gonna get a typical you know. Right, I, I think that's what they were trying to get at. I mean, I think they were more yeah, influenced yeah. with the video game than actual the book itself, you know, right, or right. any of his writings or whatever. You, you, you know what? You, you might, you, you might be right about that. That that sounds spot on. They were probably more focused about setting up the sequel, about getting their Rainbow Six. They're 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 trying to do their video game thing. I mean. They, they didn't care about this novel. No, I'm I sure don't think the novel's so. great. A lot of people consider this to be Tom Clancy's best novel. Yeah, and apparently it has nothing that this story has nothing to do with the novel. And yeah, I, they wanted to James Bond it, right? I guess it sounds like they wanted to James Bond the franchise in a way, or or Jason Bourne or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely we're trying to make this into a franchise. And I think the the but uh, to to uh, call back to that hotel sequence where there's an action scene, the action scene in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that totally felt like a first shooter sequence in a in a visual game, yeah. and, and it was really thrilling. I mean, I, I think that was the best action scenes or action sequence in the film. But yeah, it feels like it was it was like drawing elements from the Rainbow Six video game. Yeah, the airplane sequence was worse. I mean, it was just a big expensive. It was an expensive, you know, flop of a scene. Yeah, but I mean, I, people seem to like that scene. You you didn't like that at all. Well, I I thought it, they could have done so much more with it. Mm, yeah, I mean, a lot of these action scenes don't connect. I mean, it doesn't make sense. The story doesn't make sense. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a this this is such a terrible. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's, I there's nothing. It, it's not. Yeah, it, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of like. Oh no, I can't. I, yeah, I can't forgive this. Uh, yeah um yeah i can't i can't i can't i can't <laughs> all right let's uh, great uh let's grade it rich uh, what's your grade i'll give it a polite d oh <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna give this an f plus <laughs> I, I it's like i uh i we mentioned i mentioned this before we recorded that i fell asleep 
and I had to rewatch <laughs> it like like two days later. And yeah, it, it was it was it was a, like an hour and fifty minutes, but I'm sure it felt like two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, it's just you. it's so and it's it's such a strange feeling because it it it's like a everyone's doing you know there's talented people here and if it, it feels like a, it feels like a movie i mean it seems like it's well done but the scenes just felt so dead it's just so kind of no that's why i'm, I'm saying like, it was it was edited i mean they i don't think more I, don't, I don't think it's the editing it was some, something that it was something in the air that just doesn't feel right uh, raymond what's your grade i i, I want to give this movie at the very least a, a d minus <laughs> but I can't. I I feel like a D minus is being just like too generous because this movie. I I also fell asleep multiple times while watching this movie. I actually had to watch. This I'm the movie only one who saw it. <laughs> like, like I think probably like five times. I had to sit through this movie five times because each time I kept falling asleep. <laughs> and by the time I actually finished it, I was like, okay, let's review this thing. I, I, I'm gonna forget it soon. And then like we we didn't get around to reviewing it until now, and I don't remember it. <laughs> And I think that's a sign of a. I think that's a sign of a really bad movie. If yeah. I don't remember, it's only been like two weeks, <laughs> and I saw it like five times. <laughs> this is an F, man. This is a horrible. It's not the worst movie of all time. It's definitely not one of the worst movies of all time. I saw a much worse movie last year called The Guest House. <laughs> but, but this is definitely going to probably be like one of the top 10, easily one of the top 10 worst movies of the year because this is really, really bad. Yeah, this is, I definitely, this will definitely go down as one of my most disappointed of the year because I loved the trailer when it came out. I loved all the kind of the, the, the sneak peek clips and I was like, damn, this looks really good. And when we get down to it, it was a big stinker of a film. I and mean, it's just, and again, I can't get, I can't get over that feeling that it felt so kind of dead in the the movie. Just felt dead, and it's just a weird feeling watching it. Um, all next right, film. next film, next film is uh, "Those Who Wish Me Dead," which is now playing on HBO Max and uh, a couple scenes theaters out there in a couple of theaters which but it's probably the window is closing down so uh, either watch it <laughs> get there in theaters or watch it on hbo max hey by this point just wait for the blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> um uh rich uh read off the the synopsis on the on the on the sites there okay uh those who wish me dead another film directed by uh taylor well this one's directed by taylor sheridan who also co-writes it and it uh still reeling from the loss of three lives hannah is a smoke jumper who's perched in a watchtower high above the montana wilderness she soon encounters connor a skittish boy who's bloodied traumatized and on the run in the remote forest as hannah tries to bring him to safety she's unaware of the real dangers to follow two relentless killers hunting connor and a fiery blaze consuming everything in its path uh, yeah, and Angelina Jolie plays Hannah. Right. And who else is in the cast in this one, Rich? Uh, John Bernthal from The Walking Dead fame and uh, Punisher. <laughs> Finn Little is Little Connor. Nicholas Holt is the... Uh, hitman. Hitman. One of the hitmans, along with uh, Littlefinger himself, uh, Aiden Gillian. Yeah, he's the other hitman. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, in the film is Jake Weber, Tyler Perry, and Medina Sanghor. Yes. Newcomer. Yeah. Uh, is she a newcomer? Yeah, she's, she's a newcomer. Right? Really? Oh, she's good. Stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, let's get into this. This is kind of a, uh, I would say that this is kind of like a uh, more pulpy crime thriller than would than I would expect it from uh, from Taylor Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Raymond? What's your thoughts on uh, those who want wish me dead? Well, let me start off by saying that you know, to be completely honest, you know, after watching Without Remorse, I was actually uh, kind of fearing uh, the experience of sitting through this movie. I, I was I was terrified that it was going to be another without remorse, mm-hmm. and um, because you know it, this seemed to be like just an, another kind of action kind of throwback, and I don't know I I, I, I was just scared, <laughs> and but and but after finally getting around to to sitting down and, and watching it, um, I don't think the movie's perfect. I think there's a, a, a lot of uh, inconsistencies in the script, but. I was really entertained by it. It, it felt like um, you know, a, a '90s movie that I I would have enjoyed. It feels like a '90s movie that would have probably starred Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, it, it it was fun. I, I was entertained by it. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but it's it's a solid movie to stream. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I think I I do I. I do like a lot of parts in this movie. A lot of it. I do lot. Like there's some scenes in here I really, really enjoyed. I think my worst, the worst thing about it though, and it's surprisingly, right. it's it's Ange- Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I think she's totally. I, I like mis- her in it. I didn't like her at all. I think she's totally miscast, and it's maybe it's because she is. I never once believed her as a smoke jumper, which is that mm. uh, type of firefighter who jumps from um, airplanes and into the forest. And every time she came on the scene, I felt like I was watching Angelina Jolie in the movie and not her character, <laughs> you know. But uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on on those who wish me dead? Yeah, I think the worst thing is the title, and uh, <laughs> and um, I think the the movie itself is a great. Um, it's a throwback of a movie. It's a good. Um, uh, it felt like a a good cliffhanger. <laughs> it felt like a decent TV movie of the week. I mean, it's a it's a, nothing you know. It's gonna win any awards or anything like that. But it's just a decent flick. It's it's a good it's a good movie for. Um, and it didn't look that expensive either. So no, it looked like it looked like they did it in the back of a Yellowstone lot. <laughs> and. and uh, um, so what, what's your thoughts on, on uh, Angelina Jolie? Did you have the same problem I did where I totally I, I did, didn't... but I, I did, uh, also a little bit, but it's, it's just, I mean, she's just, she's a big star. If yeah. she wants to do it, I mean, you got to say yes. I mean, it, oh yeah, I have no problems of her being, I mean, I understand why producers would want to cast her. She's a, well, who yeah. would you rather be Reese Witherspoon or something? Uh, you know what? I mean, I think you could totally cut that character out. I mean, I don't know you if, if you need her at all. I mean, look, look, really? the, the 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 positives of this movie is this movie is not about her per se. I do mean, you think, do you think it should have been like the kid by himself? You could do that, but I mean, the I think the positive is that that she splits her screen time with John Barenthal and this actress, this newcomer, yeah. Medina Senor. Who's fabulous in this movie? She's uh, she's the breakout star of this movie. I mean, uh, her performance alone is the thing to watch in this movie. It's a star making turn, and she is, like I said, she's the breakout. And uh, I will love to see more of that storyline than Angelina Jolie. But um, who was who was she? She she's, was John Barenthal. She was the pregnant wife. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with that actress before. I don't I hadn't seen her in anything before. 
Like, yeah, she she plays John Barenthal's wife. She's an African American uh, actress. She's I think she was in a couple things before this. She was in that series uh, Happy Hap- on yeah. Sci-Fi. Uh, the story behind her was that she has uh, she kind of started her career in uh, I want to say law. I'm not sure, but she was in she was already doing something else professionally. And she, I think she was a lawyer, and she hated that profession. She hated that career, and she said, "I'm, I'm, you know, I always liked acting in high school. I'm going to just start over and become an actor." And she got into Juilliard and uh, studied there and graduated and uh, became uh, the. Now she's like a working actress at considerably to, in Hollywood's standards, late stage uh, in her life. I mean, she's starting her career in the, in her 40s, and I think she's brilliant, and I think she is, is a, she's the thing that, uh, like I said, she's the breakout. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know when Viola Davis started um, acting, but the first yeah. thing I remember her was Doubt, and she's she was definitely near the, the you know, it's, it's up funny, there. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up, because her performance reminds me of Viola Davis and Doubt, or like mm-hmm. a, a Christoph Waltz and uh, Inglorious Bastards, where we it's like this. I, for me, it's just uh, that uh, maybe it is, but this is just like a you know, like a a, a, a crappy movie. Right, right. Yeah, 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 that's talking, right. You're that's talking right. about like two masterpieces. Right, right, right. I'm, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I should, I should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I say those things in the sense that it's. These were actors who came out of nowhere and just became just you, you. I mean, watching her in this movie made me have made me run to the IMDb page to see what she has done before. That's how I, I was blown away by her performance in this movie. Yeah, maybe uh, she went out for a role in Yellowstone and uh, the oh. <laughs> Taylor probably said, No, nah, I want you for my movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, uh no, yeah, no, but like I said, it's it's a good movie of the week. I mean, it's it's yeah. fine for what it is, and it's on HBO Max. I mean, no, but I think in I think in the nineties this would have this would have been I don't know if a movie of the it week. Definitely had I think it would have it would have it would have done. I think it would have played well in theaters. It's possible. I mean, it it definitely had that eighties feel, and especially in the beginning when you meet the the firefighters, that that whole uh, introduction to them, it was felt very eighties to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, you guys mentioned Cliffhanger, and I think that's the problem with the movie. I think, you know, this is, yeah, like you, Rich, like you were saying, this this shouldn't have been called, yeah, this shouldn't, this shouldn't have had the title, Those Who Wish Me Dead. This should have been called, like, Smoke uh, Jumpers, or it should have been, uh, like, uh, Forest Fire, or something like that. Something simple like that. I think I think it should have been called, um, I think it should have been called Far, Far Cry the Movie. <laughs> Far Cry? Far Cry? The, the the video game franchise because that franchise like uh, it's all um, nature uh, disaster things uh, all fires and stuff in, in the in the wilderness <laughs> this could have been like their their first movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it should have been called axe or something or something you know it should have been something you know fire related but and you guys mentioned cliffhanger this was like watching cliffhanger but they decided not to show any cliffhanging you know mm-hmm. there, there's no there's nothing angelina Jolie doesn't have anything to do with firefighting in this movie she didn't really use her skills to she was only there to kind of uh play against this, this little boy but, you know, you know I, to be fair to be fair the plot didn't really focus on that the plot it's more focused on the main story with with the little boy and and these murders and yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And I think it's a missed opportunity. She kind of just kind of stumbles into it, everything. 
That's true. Yeah. It was very random for her being there and, uh, you know, finding this little boy. And I would say the, the, the who's the kid who plays, who, who who's the actor who plays the boy? Finn Little. Very good actor. He really? was not annoying. He was very good as, you know, when there were some scenes where he had to be very emotional. I thought he was very good. Mm, I thought he did okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he didn't stick out negatively to me. So, I mean, there's that. Okay. I thought he did a good good job. I John Bernthal did a great job. I think yeah, he did a good job too. And I, but to go back to the the firefighter thing, I think it was a missed opportunity to use that character's skills, you know, as a smoke jumper to make this movie kind of feel to make it feel a little more unique and or a little more like specific to this to this world, this world of fire or smoke jumpers. <laughs> and I never never got that and and I think that was uh I, I was also expecting something with that man, but yeah. it, it, we just got a kind of got in the, in the third act like a bit of a of of a fight sequence. I felt like a, from like a um, like a, a a roadhouse knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they set up this whole kind of you know it, it's the hitman start this huge uh, forest fire. I I thought that this was going to play a major part in the third act, like. And it really was just something in the background while they just kind of play, you know. And and let's talk about that a bit more because we we brought it up before we recorded, and it's like Angelina Jolie's character is like literally in the and and the and the and what's those towers called? What, what are the towers called? A, a lookout tower or something like that. Or, okay, yeah. well, whatever. She's she's in these like towers, like to see these like na- natural disasters and these all these fires and stuff, and um we see these characters light a fire while she's up there and her character doesn't find out about the fire like until like like five hours later like when the fire is like right in front <laughs> like, of her it's like it's like nighttime by the time she finds out right right yeah and it's like this is her profession <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying i mean it's like uh but that's more of a script thing man <laughs> it's like they could have used that opportunity to really kind of delve into this world and i never felt like i was in this 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 environment of you know i did briefly at times but it, it again it, it feels more like they're all this fire stuff all all these guys all this world all these characters they're just kind of stumbling into the plot of this movie yeah 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 they're kind of like harry and lloyd and dumb and dumber <laughs> stumbling, <laughs> stumbling into the plot of this kidnapping you know well let's talk about nicholas holt and aiden aiden is it aiden and gillian yeah. let's talk about Nic- like aiden gildan okay let's talk about nicholas holt and aiden gillian uh as the the hitman what, what, what's your thoughts on that rich let's start with you Oh, I thought they did fine. I mean, it, um, it was a little ridiculous at the end, the Nicholas Holtz, uh, uh, you know, the end uh, part. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, they did fine jobs. Uh, they're, they're, you know, bad guys. Uh, Raymond, what's your what's your thoughts? You have a different opinion. What, well, what, what's the dude from Game of Thrones? Is name Aiden Gillen? Yeah. I yeah, I thought he was I thought he was completely miscast. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know if the if the character was just supposed to be like, like some some tough old guy, but I, he he just felt like an actor <laughs> in the movie. Okay, <laughs> just felt like an actor in a movie. And I did not buy it at all, and I thought Nicholas Holt was okay. He was decent. He got the job done, but Aiden Gillen kept pulled me out of the movie every every time he was on screen. 
I I uh, I like them actually. I like their I mean, I guess I like their characters. I don't know. You know, maybe you're right about the performances, but I like the character. I like the how that they were ruthless. I mean, yeah, we, right away we know that yeah. these guys are. are I mean, they're kind of like killers. stock kind of 1980. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely uh, Nick Nolte. I'm mean, not Nick Nolte. No. They're definitely a. Uh, uh, um, Gary Gary Busey and Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can see that. And so, so yeah, and also, I, I think they set up the characters correctly and presenting them as uh, this menacing uh, killers. So once they get closer to the boy, you do feel like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, there's some tension there. So I think that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, part of the, the the movie is in their perspective, which feels like like. Taylor Sheridan was doing a little bit of Pulp Fiction for a, for a bit there, and I go, that's so weird. But I mean, I, I, I guess it worked for a, a, a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, it was weird. It was weird. But yeah, like I said, there was some. Parts, I didn't mind it. Yeah, there were some parts I really enjoyed about this movie, but then there's other parts that I hated, and, and I think the most of it, that those parts that I didn't like, was all involved. All involved um, Angelina Jolie, unfortunately. But <laughs> and if this movie was all about her character, because it's not really. I mean, she is uh, the star, but she's not. There's, you know, it, the movie breaks out in a couple different perspectives and different characters. But uh, uh, but every time she's on the screen, I go, I just don't believe it. I just see, you know, I, I see this movie star. I see this movie star, and I just don't believe her as this character. Um, Rich, what's your? Let's grade it. How would you grade this? Well, I give it a B. I mean, it's it's fine for what it was. I mean, this this movie is only twenty million dollars to make. I mean, that's what it's reported. That it's only a budget of twenty million. So, that, that this is fine. This is, <laughs> this is this is it's a win for Taylor Sheridan. Okay, he's, he's okay. busy enough with for Yellowstone, man. And but you, this, you wouldn't say that this is best work. Oh hell no! Raymond, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am worried that he's going to wear himself thin with all these other um, properties. He's, yeah, he has uh, a he has a um, a, co- a contract, a Yellowstone a, uh, uh, Paramount prequel, prequel, and Amerikingstown Kingstown in for, an, uh, for, an, for Paramount Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's busy uh, developing a lot of TV shows and a lot of spinoffs for from Yellowstone, but uh, and also I'm sure he probably has already backlog a couple movies that he probably already signed on to. Um, I, uh, but uh, yeah, you, you might be right. He might be wearing him wearing himself thin. Uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts or what's your grade on those who wish me dead? Uh, I give it a C plus. Oh wow, really? Oh. Uh okay. I was gonna give this a C. I was actually was gonna give this maybe a D plus. Oh no. But I think it's no, I think it's a C. It's between a C and C plus. I mean I I, I didn't love the movie, but I didn't hate the movie. And oddly, when I read a negative review on online, I read this uh review where they just bashed the movie and I found myself disagreeing with the with the reviewer. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, no, man, that's not, no, no, that's, you're, you're taking that way too serious. And then, so I actually kind of do defend the movie. I mean, I do, I guess I do like it. I do like Medina Senor, this actress, this, this kind of, this is the first time I ever watched her. And I think she's the best thing about the movie. All right. So uh, that was our take on, uh, on those who wish me dead and without remorse. 
both uh, those who wish me dead is now available on HBO Max, and Wild Remorse is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, I guess that's it, right? Unless you want to add something, go back to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was it. Uh, Rich, um, um, if people want to hear our past episodes, how can they listen to our past episodes? They could search the internets and find us all on Google Imp Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I just find all our links on InsideFlix.com. All right, so we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be back with a, a, a review of Corella, our next episode. Uh, uh, and so we'll be back very soon. Thank you for listening to Insight Flicks. All right, bye bye. <laughs>